Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saturday, February 2nd, 2019, <coughs> and welcome to episode number 141 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get, as we, of course, will talk about everything that has taken, that did take place here in the radio network here this week. <coughs> And also, of course, uh, also bring you, of course, today's wrestling history, as well as, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to listen in on what we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free to give us a call, 1-605-562-0444, call ID 141-364-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and get right to it because we start off with our wrestling history and birthdays for today, February the 2nd. Years ago today, which would put it at 1976 in Dallas, Texas, Sue Green defeated the Fabulous Moolah to win the NWA World Women's title. However, this title change is not recognized by either the NWA nor WWE, although I think it, although all title changes, as I said many times before, all title changes need to be recognized in some fashion, regardless of whatever they say. <clears throat> 33 years ago today, which was put it at 1986, Charles Eugene Wolf Jr., best known to wrestling fans as Gino Hernandez, sadly died of a drug overdose in his apartment in Highland Park, Texas. He was only 28 years old. Born August 14, 1957 in Highland Park, Texas, Hernandez initially wrestled for Ed Farad, also known as the original Sheik's Big Time Wrestling, based out of Detroit. His long black hair and movie star looks made him an instant hit with female fans. In January 1977, Hernandez would win their version of the NWA United States title from Don Kent. 
holding it for about three months before losing it to the Sheik. Hernandez also wrestled for a Southwest Championship Wrestling, training with, teaming with, and feuding with, and also losing his hair to the late Jose Lothario. Following the closure of Big Time Wrestling, Hernandez joined World Class Championship Wrestling, feuding with David Von Erich over the NWA Texas Heavyweight title. For a brief period, he returned to Southwest Championship Wrestling, teaming with Tully Blanchard as a dynamic duo. Blanchard and Hernandez would become one of the most hated duos in the state and one of the most successful winning their promotion Southwest tag titles five times from 1981 to 1983 and also their world tag team titles twice. Hernandez picked up his feud with the Von Erics when he returned to WCCW in 1984. That summer, he would be paired with Nicola Roberts, who had a childhood crush on Hernandez. And seriously, Roberts would go on the great fame of Jim Crockett Promotions as Baby Doll later in the decade. Billed as Andrea the Lady Giant, the two would be involved in mixed tag bouts against Sunshine and Mike Von Erich. After brief, briefly teaming with Jake St. Roberts, he rebooted the dynamic duo with Chris Adams. After winning matches, the two, using their gold scissors, would cut the hair of their defeated opponents. This gimmick would later be used by Ed Leslie, whose most famous gimmick was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. But in October 1985, the tables returned after losing a hair versus hair tag match to Kevin and Kerry Von Hernandez turned on Adams. The feud intensified in January 1986 when Hernandez threw Freebird hair cream, which was a hair removal product, into the face of Adams. It was a write-off as Adams had recently had gotten married and was going to spend time with his new wife, Tony, and his family in England. Hernandez was scheduled to compete in a pair of bouts the following week, but Gino did not show up and no phone calls were returned. Concerned with his well-being, on February 4, 1986, two WCCW officials went to the apartment of, of Wolf, accompanied by several law enforcement officers. They found, sadly, they found Wolf dead in his apartment, initially ruled a homicide. A later autopsy concluded his death was a result of a cocaine overdose two to three days prior to his body being found. Wolf was, like we said, was 28 years old. Wolf was a known cocaine user among WCCW wrestlers and staff. Manager Gary Hart even tried to get him to kick the habit, but the conclusion was that it was a drug overdose, not a homicide. Many believe that a murder indeed took place. WCCW official David Manning said that Wolf had three times the amount of cocaine in his system that would kill a normal human being. In addition, Manning believes that foul play was involved as Hernandez's deadbolt was not locked. Michael Hayes and Jake Roberts both said in 2016 interviews that Charles' involvement in the wrong crowd may have played a part in his death. Brutus Beefcake rejects the homicide theory, saying that Wolf was a notorious partier and had a serious drug problem. A pre-tape match scheduled for the February 15th broadcast involving Hernandez was pulled from the air. Replacing it was the announcement of Gino's death and announcer Bill Mercer and another pre-tape match. In May 1986, four months after Gino's passing, Chris Adams would win the world-class heavyweight title. Wolf was married twice to Janice Bancroft. The couple married first in April, from April 1976 to January 1977. 
It remarried from April 1978 to July 1979. The couple had one child together. Jake Roberts said that Wolf was involved with the gay community in the Houston area. 33 years ago today, also put in at 1986, NWA presented Superstars on the Superstation from the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. Airing five days later on TBS, the card presented dream matches as voted by the fans. A full seven-match card was presented at the arena, but only the latter half of the card aired on TV. Also appearing on the show in cameo appearances was singer Willie Nelson and former Major League ba Baseball pitcher Gaylord Perry. In a pre-show dark match, Ron Bass and the Barbarian fought to a draw. Another pre-show dark match, Baron Von Roschke defeated the Italian Stallion. A third pre-show dark match, Jimmy Valiant defeated Arn Anderson by DQ. And as for the other matches in, a, in the, the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry defeated the Rock and Roll Express, of course, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, defeated Ivan and Nikita Koloff by DQ. Dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard fall to a 20-minute minute time limit draw for the NWA National Heavyweight title. And Ric Flair defeated Ron Garvin to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. <clears throat> 11 years ago today, which we put it at 2007, in Las Vegas, Nevada, former WWE and NCAA heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar makes his UFC debut at UFC 81. He loses by submission via knee bar to Frank Mir in just 90 seconds. Lesnar took down Mir in the match's early moments, but one of those punches hit Mir in the back of the head, which is a no-no in mixed martial arts. That's a one-point penalty. Lesnar took Mir down again. But Mir hooked a knee bar in, forcing Lesnar to submit. Nine years ago today, put it at 2010 in Memphis, Tennessee, Vince McMahon makes a surprise appearance on ECW on Sci-Fi. He didn't come bearing good news, or maybe he did, depending on your view. He announced that the ECW on Sci-Fi would end later in the month, with a new groundbreaking original show to take its place. That show, of course, NXT, will replace ECW on Sci-Fi on February 23rd, one week after its final episode. ECW came under criticism almost from the outset from fans of the original ECW, despite debuting to a 2.8 rating, debuting to a 2.8 rating in 2006. Audiences quickly tuned out as the show would lose half its audience within six months and would settle around 1.0 in its final months following the introduction of the new Superstar Initiative. NXT, which was ECW's replacement, rarely cracked above a 1.0 in the rating before the show was pulled from sci-fi after just nine months. <clears throat> Five years ago today, we put it at 2014. Yes. TNA taped one night only, Joker's Wild 2, from the Barclay Card Arena, known formerly as the National Indoor Arena in Birmingham, England. The show's hook is similar to the WCW event Battle Bowl the Lethal Lottery, where wrestlers form makeshift teams to face off in qualifying matches for the show's main event, and over-the-top gauntlet battle royal for a winner-take-all prize of, of, of the equivalent of $164,400 in the United States at the time. The show was made available to pay-per-view to U.S. audiences on not until May the 9th. In a pre-show dark match, Gail Kim defeated Shayna. Qualifying matches, the British Invasion, Douglas Williams and Magnus defeated Chris Saban and Gunner. 
Bad Bones and Samoa Joe defeated Christopher Daniels and Robbie E. Bully Ray and Rockstar Spud defeated Austin Aries and Mr. Anderson. Ethan Carter III and Kazarian defeated Curry Man and Eric Young. The Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, defeated Beer Money Inc., which of course is Bobby Roode and James Storm. Jesse Goddards and Zima Ion defeated Abyss and Samuel Shaw. <clears throat> Mass and Rain, ODB and Velvet Sky defeated Alpha Female, Gail Kim and Lady Tapa in the Elimination Tag Team Match. And a Joker's Wild Gauntlet Battle Royal, Ethan Carter III defeated Bad Bones, Bully Ray, Davey Richards, Douglas Williams, Eddie Edwards, Jesse Goddard, Kazarian, Magnus, Rockstar Spud, Samoa Joe, and Zima Ion to win the Gauntlet Battle Royal. And, and of course, the money that was at stake, which, like I said, was equivalent in the United States to $164,400. Uh, let's see here, folks, if we have any... Let's see if we have any wrestling birthdays here for today. Let's see what we have right here. Yes, there was some that didn't was not mentioned on the history page, but we do have well, we do have three we do have three birthdays here today. Today we want to wish a a very happy 39th birthday to Teddy Hart, a very happy 35th birthday to Brian Cage, and a very happy 25th birthday to Isla Dawn. So happy birthday to Teddy Hart, Brian Cage, and Isla. Isla or Isla Dawn here uh, <clears throat> here this evening. We thank you very much. There's your wrestling history and birthdays here for today, February the 2nd. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 141364-POUND. <clears throat> this is episode 141 of WWS Power Hour for Saturday, February 2nd, 2019. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here uh, for, for the evening. Rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, uh, tonight, taking it easy. And hopefully we'll get to hear from them, of course, coming here in the coming week here in the radio network. Let's go ahead and get right down to the nitty-gritty here, folks. Of course, the main and big-time topics of discussion uh, from this past week, of course, was obviously the, <clears throat> was, of course, the NXT TakeOver show from a week ago today. And also the Royal Rumble this past Sunday. Uh, with a lot, with, with of course, a lot was at stake here, folks. Uh, big, t- big time discussions here, all, all the way through, all the way around, including, of course, <clears throat> um, including, of course, uh, you know, big time discussions here about, of course, half the matches on Revolution this past Tuesday and Wednesday. Also, of course, the NXT Takeover Show. We did discuss that on NWO Wolfpack this past Thursday. Uh, we had other big time stories, kind of big time stories here making around, of course, with the announcement that apparently Bros is going to be after WrestleMania is going to be officially leaving WWE. Or that's been one of the that's been one of the biggest stories hovering here in recent memory. Uh, we also this past Wednesday, excuse me, on Revolution, we did have a, a we did have we did have a, a very very interesting guest here. Uh, of course, uh, a a friend of the Iceman, Jerry DiGirolamo, a uh, gentleman from California who is a part of another uh, podcast that they hold 
normally Mondays after Monday Night Raw. Um, and <clears throat> all, all I know is his name is Danny from Oak Park. Uh, but we got an opportunity, he got an opportunity to give us his thoughts and opinions on everything, of course, on that, on, of course, Raw, SmackDown this past week, of course, also the NXT show and the Royal Rumble. We did get some insights and some takes on everything. Uh, of course, he, like I said, the young man really knows his stuff here. And, you know, of course, we, he was not on for very long, but we did get an opportunity to meet, meet, meet up with him. And hopefully he'll have an opportunity to come talk to us here again sometime here really, really soon on any of our shows here in the radio network, of course. Uh, <clears throat> we'd love to have him back on here. So we do. If Danny, if you listen to our show here this evening, please uh, just let you know. We'd, I thank you very much on behalf of everyone here in the WWS radio network. And we hope to hear from you again really, really soon. Uh, <clears throat> um of course, uh, some interesting interesting discussions on, like I said, everything this week. Uh, of course, like I said, we, have, of course, a lot of us have noted that, you know, that we were not really going to be paying much attention to tomorrow's, of course, you no know, Super Bowl 53, of course, between the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams, as seen as how how both of those, both the, their, their last respectable games uh, kind of ended. Um, we did not really pretty much... We were not, of course, we were, we did not, of course, we not really agree with anything that, that went on. Um, of course, especially, like I said, no, no, with, with the Patriots, of course, being in, a lot of people were probably not going to even look at it anyhow. Uh, and the way the Rams got into it was also question was also questionable as well, even though they hadn't been in it. I believe I heard since, I think, Super Bowl four, I think, a long, long time ago. So, um, so all in all, here um, there was even some. There was also some talk as well that they were going. They were going to that a lot of people were actually returning their Super Bowl tickets because they did not and demanding their refunds because they didn't because they they did not want to uh, see see. First off, I'm sure probably had something to do with the fact that the Patriots were involved in it. And I don't know if, it was, if the Rams being involved had anything to do with it. But the thing about it is a lot of people are almost coming to a point that they're getting a little bit tired of New England getting in getting in the Super Bowl every year. So I mean <clears throat> I mean I'm sure they got some decent players and all that, but they're just they're just getting way too cocky, ladies and gentlemen, in my own personal opinion. But but like I said, I mean, you know, I mean for those who are gonna look at it, I mean we'll just have to wait and see what all happens. So there you go. Uh, but all in all, here, folks, it was a very big time week here. We did get to hear from from everybody. Of course, the Iceman, uh, the Human Suplex Machine, the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach. Uh, we did hear from the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Um, like I said, this young man here, Danny from Oak Park, of course, out there in uh, California. Um, also, of course, uh, uh, folks are popping in on our on our um, live video feeds here, of course. WFUS, the old school tradition, LWOUS, Latino Dynasty, ROHUS, Honor of the Ring, and Impact US, Six Sided Madness. Uh, of course, like I said, we uh, we definitely enjoyed our we definitely enjoyed uh, having our videos there this week, and we'll keep you informed tomorrow when we will have our videos for the shows here uh, next week as well. So, folks, there you have it. There with, of course. With of course what took place here in the radio network here this week. 
Of course, like I said, keep on listening to all of our past episodes. Listen to, of course, like I said, our our new ones coming up here real soon. And like I said, we'd love to get your uh, input on everything that's been said and talked about. And get your thoughts and opinions on everything. Also, of course, we cannot forget, of course, talking about the prediction title challenges that we have for both the NXT show last Saturday and also the Royal Rumble this past Sunday. That, that of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, <clears throat> the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, of course, like I said, um, with, of course, uh, 12, 12 belts, like I said, six for NXT and six for the Royal Rumble. Of course, everyone did get opportunity to go home with a, with, with at least with two belts apiece. Uh, I can report that the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, did go home, and we all know what, what belts was contested at which event. I can go ahead and tell you that the Black Widow did go home with the WWF US Smoking Skull Championship and the NJPWS Intercontinental Championship. JD went home with the, <clears throat> with the Hardy Boys fans Extreme Heavyweight Championship and also the ECW US FTW Heavyweight Championship. Also, <coughs> the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, did, did in fact go home with one half of the WWS Raw Tag Team Championship and one third of the ROH US World Six Man Tag Team Championship. The Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach did, did go home with the other half of the Raw Tag Team titles and also the another th- uh, uh, also one third of the ROH US World Six Man Tag Belts. Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler did go home with one half of the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And also, of course, he did pick up the NJPWS J Crown Championship. And the Heartbreak and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie did go home with the other half of the SmackDown Tag Titles. And of course, he did also go home with one third of the ROH US World Six Man Tag Team belts. So, so like I said, folks, it will be it will be a indeed. Uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, right back. Hello. We're at home. Hang on a minute, I was doing a show, but hang on a Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, <coughs> sorry for the delay there. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll of course be letting you know. We'll of course be letting you know, of course, when um, when we will be uh, when we'll be, uh, of course, uh, what belts will be contested for the <coughs> for the um, for the elimination chamber pay per view. But we'll keep you informed of that as well. 
And, of course, all that leading in towards WrestleMania 35, where, of course, the main championship that will be up for grabs will be, of course, the WWS World Heavyweight Championship. And we'll keep you all informed about that. And we, our next couple of events, we'll keep you informed about when we will do, when, of course, <clears throat> what other championships will be involved in that as well, and also who will be involved in the next prediction title challenge. But there you go here, folks, with what took place here this past week, an action-packed week here in the radio network. And, of course, like I said, it keeps getting better and better each and every time. So please please keep in mind and please listen in. And please, and, uh, <clears throat> and please listen in to – please continue to listen and also let, we'll let you know about what, what continues to happen, of course, here and everything, of course, in talking about professional wrestling in all forms, shapes, and sizes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring you some wrestling uh, wrestling news bites, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. First off, here <clears throat> I will go ahead. I will go ahead and let you know that, uh, of course, we do thank our friends at 411mania for allowing us here into WWS Radio Network <clears throat> for allowing for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows here in the radio network, <clears throat> and also. And that, of course, includes Revolution, Wolfpack, Power Hour, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, and other shows here as well. Let's see what, uh, let's see what we. Sorry about that there, folks. I don't know what that was, but we're. Okay. Joseph Lee brings us our first story here tonight. As apparently Sam Roberts is refusing to apologize for his negative comments about Bianca Belair. Apparently, something, something was said here, apparently, last week. Let's see what this is all about. During last week's kickoff show for NXT TakeOver Phoenix, Sam Roberts made some comments about Bianca Belair that rubbed some fans the wrong way. The panel speaker said that he felt that Belair versus Shayna Baszler was a waste of a TakeOver match and that Belair was not ready for the spot that she was given. This, called, this caused backlash online with many fans bashing Roberts over his statements. Even Mark Henry said that Robert should apologize for what he said, and Bel Air told him to kiss her, kiss her butt. But of course, you know that's not what was. That's that's not the exact word. We all know what I'm talking about. Robert said at the time, "We are going to get to see Shayna Baszler be dominant as she always is. We get to see Bianca Belair finally step up and get the opportunity to challenge for the women's title. It's, <clears throat> it's not. I mean, I don't think it's not a takeover worthy." Bianca Belair, she's a good athlete, but look at the list of women's champions. you got Shayna Baszler, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Asuka, Kari Sane. This is the list of the elite women in wrestling, and Bianca Belair is nowhere close to that list. Takeover has become what take, takeover has become. What takeover has become. There is only five matches on this card. Excuse me one second. Yes! I'll be back here in a minute to get it. I'm doing something. 
There's only five matches on this card, and we're going to see here on the panel at light. There's a possibility that one of the most skilled women in the history of NXT needs to worry about another woman hitting her with her ponytail. She's not ready. She's not going to win. She doesn't have a chance to win the match. You know she doesn't have a chance. Even you, <clears throat> McAfee, with those rocks clinging in your head. You know Bianca Belair does not have a shot of beating Shannon Baszler. And we walk, and when we walk into a takeover. Knowing that the challenger doesn't have a shot to win the championship, we're wasting the match. Bianca Belair is a great athlete. I would love to see this match on NXT TV. Put it on NXT TV. She'll be champion one day, but you know what day she won't be champion today. She's not wrestling. And she's not ready. In the latest edition of his Not Sam Wrestling Podcast via Wrestling Inc., Roberts doubled down on his comments and said that he will not be apologizing to Belair for what he said. He added, so a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it, a lot of People are upset. A lot of people agree. A lot of people don't agree. A lot of accusations being thrown my way. Look, WWE invites me to those kickoff shows and asked me to get my opinion on things. On Saturday night, I was not fed an opinion in my ear. I know that's one of the theories. I've never been fed an opinion in my ear. They wouldn't bring me to give their opinion. <clears throat> I have a crisis of conscience in that moment. I felt like I was just going along with the show, so I decided to say exactly how I felt in that moment. I know that Mark Henry started a campaign saying that I owe Bianca Belair an apology. I certainly will not be apologizing to Bianca Belair because my opinion is my opinion. Do I think that she serves to be a takeover after her performance? You have to ask me at the end of March. Next takeover takeover is in April. I will tell you in April if Bianca Belair, in my opinion, deserves to be a takeover. But I found that match at the beginning of takeover felt overwhelming, underwhelming to me, so I talked about it. There are there were people after the show who had conversations with me about the way I see the way I said what I said, but the fact is I said what I said. You know, it kind of it kind of is what it is, exactly as you saw, and that's that's kind of and that's kind of it. Everybody thrilled with it. No, that's what I mean about having conversations. Those are again maybe things I don't exactly want to get into at this moment. However, we'll see how things go as we move forward. So apparently here, folks, apparently Sam Roberts is not being apologetic here for what was said here at last at last Saturday's NST takeover show. But of course, like I said, who knows that that might jeopardize his opportunity. It might jeopardize his opportunity to uh, come on and say something about 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 a pre-show uh, a pre-show here, uh, a kickshow here before the next NXT or WWE pay-per-view again. So we'll just have to wait and see what all happens here, folks. But of course, me personally, like I said, I mean, I do agree that uh, I do agree that. Um, <clears throat> he, 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 they buys half the time. <clears throat> you know, some of these people who think they know everything, and they, they pretty much don't. In my own personal opinion, <clears throat> he needs really needs to probably start really thinking about things before, 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 like I said, he kind of loses some credibility, which I think he kind of did after he said that. I put that match down. Some people actually kind of hyped it up a little bit. But I mean, I thought it, I, from what I read about it, I heard it was a, I heard it was a still a good match, regardless, regardless of who won or who lost. I mean, it was still a good match, in my personal opinion. So, like I said, Mr. Roger, watch out where you step when you're talking about a wrestler, especially one with, with one with the credentials of someone like Bianca Belair. And also, of course, what you got to think about here, Mr. Roberts, is that if you got someone like Mark Henry. You know, saying that recommend that you uh, make an apology. It's, it's best that you do before you before you get flattened. In my personal opinion, 
some various news coming in from Joseph Lee here. Don Jr. and Phoenix have not signed exclusive AEW deals. Some previews for tomorrow's NJPW New Beginning shows and the latest Ring of Honor Bound by Honor cards. 411 Mania reported earlier today that Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix were both offered deals to wrestle for Austin Bucks at the Come Hell or High Water event in Atlanta, Georgia. The Lucha Brothers then shook hands with the Bucks, presumably a good promotion. Central reports that the deal is not exclusive, as the pair also works for AAA, CMLL, Impact, MLW, and possibly Lucha Underground if a fifth season is filmed. It's likely that the two will appear at AEW Double or Nothing in Las Vegas on May 25th. NJPW has released previews for several matches at their new be- at the new beginning in Sapporo and, and Sapporo show tomorrow. The video is on this page if you want to take a look at take a look at those previews. Ring of Honor announced the cards for the in Florida on February 9th. Lakeland, Florida. <clears throat> These will be February 9th. You will see Jeff Cobb defend the ROH World TV title against Silas Young. You'll see the Kingdom defend the ROH tag titles against Villain Enterprises. Zach Z- Zach Sabre Jr. Will, will take on Rocky Romero, Jay Lethal, and Jonathan Gresham versus Coast to Coast. Kenny King with, will wrestle take on Dalton Castle with the boys in his corner. And Rush versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. On February 10th, ROH World Champion Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, and Rush, and Tag Team Champions, the Kingdom. It will be a non. Kelly Klein will defend the ROH Women of Honor title against Mayu Iwatani. Jeff Cobb will defend the ROH World Romero. Zach Haber Jr. will wrestle Colt Cabana. PCO will take on Mark Briscoe, Marty Skrull versus Silas Young versus Kenny King versus Willie Mack, a four-corner survival match, Dalton Castle and the boys versus the Shinobi Shadow Squad, and Lifeblood versus Coast to Coast and the Bouncers. So there's, there you have it right there with that. Now, of course, uh, we got a couple. We got some WWE news popping up here now. Joseph Lee brings us our first story here. A little bit of a spoiler here, folks. As three matches have been announced for this week's episode of SmackDown Live. WWE has announced three matches for this week's episode of SmackDown Live on Twitter. The first is between WWE, WWE Champion Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy. Next, Mustafa Ali will take on Randy Orton. All four will be in an Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title in the pay-per-view of the same name on February 17th, along with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Finally, the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, will take on the new tandem of Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. That match happened after R-Truth won the United States title from Nakamura on Tuesday, then retained against Rusev immediately after. The Bulgarian Brute and Nakamura put aside their differences and attacked Truth, who drew the ire of Gallows and Anderson. 
And of course, like I said, uh, this this is also on Twitter. It was posted at 4.13 p.m. today. <clears throat> also, of course, at uh, 4.14 p.m. and also 4.20 p.m. today there as well. That's going to be some, this will be some interesting matchups here coming up here, coming up on SmackDown this Tuesday. And speaking of WWE, of course, we have a couple of announcements about Monday Night Raw coming up here. Let's go ahead and read this. Some various news coming in from Joseph Lee. Jeff Jarrett versus Elias has been added to, <clears throat> has been added to WWE Raw. Stephanie McMahon also to Monday Night Raw. And more impact on Twitch stats for this week. This is Joseph Lee bringing us, like I said, Let's see what we have right here. WWE has announced that Jeff Jarrett will wrestle his first WWE match in 20 years when he battles Elias on Raw this coming Monday. WWE has also announced that Stephanie McMahon has invited the man, Becky Lynch, to be a guest on the program. Already announced for the show is a match between Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley, as well as Kurt Angle's announcement about his future. Of course, I don't know what, if that's going to, if, the, if they're still doing the general manager thing or not. I mean, right now it doesn't seem like they are, but we'll have to wait and see what happens here with with that with that. And they hope Kringle does not go away. Last Saturday's live to tape replay of Impact versus WrestlePro Battle for Brooklyn has 1,700 views on Twitch. That with the carryover from the simulcast TV and replays of le- legacy content. Gives the channel 50,000 video views last Saturday, an unusual daily high for them. The viewership was down yesterday to about 14,000 video views, which means which means not as many people tuned in for the Impact simulcast compared to previous weeks. The daily video count last week was around 30,000. The previous week, January the 18th, was about 15,000. The first week, January 11th, was around 20,000. So we we'll have, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Also, Jeffrey Harris brings us this story here. There's another match here has been announced for Raw as Finn Balor, like I said, will take on Bobby Lashley. Uh, WB, WB just announced a huge match for this Monday's edition of Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor will face Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley. However, it hasn't been confirmed if the title will be on the line or if it's a non-title match. You get, here's a full announcement right here. One week after an already injured Finn Balor suffered a beatdown at the hands of Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley, the extraordinary man will get his chance for redemption when he battles the almighty one-on-one on Raw. Balor is, a, is as gutsy as they come, and despite absorbing the crushing offense of Universal Champion and the unstoppable Lashley in back-to-back nights, the Irishman refuses to back down. Will the battered Balor be up to the task of bruising Lashley's ego? Also, apparently, of course, obviously here, folks, Finn Balor will be looking for some payback after Lashley's attack from this from this past week. So we'll have to wait and see what happens here first. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Jeffrey Harris brings this story right here as Kenny Omega reportedly reaches free agent status and he is expected to sign with AEW. According to Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio <clears throat> this week via WrestlingInc.com, 
Former IWGP heavyweight champion Kenny Omega has reached free agent status. There were reports that his NJPW contract was slated to expire on January 31st, 2019. However, it was also reported by PW Insider that it went to either February 1st or the 4th. However, the latest report from the Observer Radio also states that Omega has turned down an offer from WWE and he's currently expected to sign with all elite wrestling. <clears throat> Recent episodes of Being the Elite has seemingly teased or hinted at Kenny Omega joining AEW. Currently, AEW is set to hold a ticket announcement party on February 7th for the promotion's debut event, Double or Nothing. One imagines... <clears throat> the ticket announcement party would, would be the place to reveal Kenny Omega as part of the AEW roster, if any of the rumors are indeed true. Plus, there has there has been a countdown on being the elite that coincides with the announcement party. A double or nothing card is slated for May 25th in Las Vegas. Obviously, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, the brain trust of AEW, has made it no secret they want Omega to join their team. I'll have to wait and see what happens with that here, folks. <sighs> of course, we did mention this here, of course, a minute ago, but I've got the, uh, we'll start a little bit more of a story right here. Jeremy Thomas brings us this, actually brought brought the story in yesterday, but I'll go ahead and read it again today. Some WWE news right here. Kurt Angle actually is to address his WWE future, future on all his comment on their performance at this, this past Saturday's NXT TakeOver. Kurt Angle will address his future with WWE. Kurt Angle will address his future with WWE on this week's episode of Raw. WWE announced the news on Friday, as you can see, of course, via the via the Instagram post here. Angle made his return to action to Royal Rumble, taking part in the Men's Royal Rumble match. It was his first appearance since being on hiatus for over a month. On an Instagram account here, it says, at the, the real Kurt Angle will address his future with hashtag WWE this Monday on Raw. The WWE Performance Center YouTube channel shares video. as a video right here. Um, and, of course, everyone wants to read this. They can go to the story. Shared a video of the Street Profits reflecting on their NXT TakeOver Phoenix performance. So, folks, they have uh, they have a lot to say about how, how they did. So. Definitely take a look at looking at that. And one more story we'll bring you here, folks, before we before we cut out here for the evening. That was brought yesterday by Jeremy Thomas. Apparently, Baron Corbin, of course, the one as as JD calls him, Coxstein Corbin, of course, while Lex Luthor wannabe, Corbin is considering a head tattoo, and also talks about getting heat from the fans. Baron Corbin spoke with Chris Van Vliet before the Royal Rumble about his favorite Rumble moment, his desire for a head tattoo, and more. Here's a video, video, here's a video right here on this, plus highlights per Wrestling Inc. On getting, on getting fan heat, Baron Corbin says, I love it. I was always that little kid that irritated people. I remember I was in this group, and one of the kids' moms tell me, you know, it's always funny to a point, and then you always take it take it one more, and then usually one more after that. I think it's just in my nature to irritate people and push things as far as I can. 
It's really benefited me in WWE. Or how long it took him to get his head shaved. <clears throat> Corbin says, I would say like eight months. I went and talked to Vince about cutting my hair at one point. He was like, not yet. It's going to go through. Le it's got it going through legal and something like that. Because it's on, it's on action figures and video games and all those things. It's not just like one person going, okay, you can do this. Or if I would have just shown up with my head shaved, I would have probably been out of a job. On his desire for a head tattoo, Darren Corbin says, you know, Bam Bam Bigel is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I would love to like to tattoo my head. Though not exactly like Bigelow's tattoo. You know, getting rid of the hair was the first step of, 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 to getting there. I didn't know when it will happen. It might actually it might actually kill my mother. On his favorite Royal Rumble moment, I believe it was when Goldberg and Lesnar, I'm sorry, not Lesnar, Undertaker was in it. I got to basically throw punches with the Undertaker. <clears throat> and, so, and so that was a pretty cool moment. And then he didn't eliminate me and ruin the moment. But it was one of those things. He's such a legend in what we do. And I confirmed me to look up to as a superstar because of how he just kept himself relevant and did amazing things. They had these amazing matches. It was a really cool moment to have there and punch him in the face a few times. The folks there, the folks right there, there you have it. There, uh, of course, I mean, that I'm sure, I'm sure you probably, Baron Corbin probably found it to be a real good honor of being, of being uh, probably eliminated match uh the other year by the undertaker so there you go <clears throat> on that note here folks we do thank you here for listening here tonight to episode 141 of wws power hour of course don't forget i'll be doing of course our weekly promo tomorrow evening sometime around 10 o'clock eastern time as i will be going through of course uh tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays plus also letting you know where our shows will be in the radio network this week Plus, also bring you some more wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. On that note here, folks, uh, be sure to be, be, be thank you for joining us here tonight. And uh, like I said, we will talk at you, of course, the coming week here in the radio network. So be sure to listen in on everything that we have that myself and the rest of the panel, way too tough panel, we'll be talking about here, of course, in the <clears throat> in the uh, in the days to come here in the W7US radio network. Power Hour episode 141 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain <clears throat> your, <clears throat> your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring and on the red carpet. And we'll take you out with our opening theme here tonight, which was, of course, the song Beer for My Horses from... Toby Keith, and Willie Nelson. <clears throat> Take care and God bless, and we'll talk at you here in the coming week here in the WWS Radio Network. Have a good, have a, and enjoy your weekend, folks. This has been the WCW, WCWS Radio Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.